It's time for conversations about our food and how it's grown on Farm to Table Talk with your host, Roger Wasson. Well, the reason we even talk about farm to table, we're interested in, in our food, how it's grown and how it gets to the table for a number of reasons. We want to fill ourselves up. We want to have, but we want to have good nutrition. And that nutrition sometimes goes directly to the table. And sometimes uh, it takes a little bit of a, of a shortcut or a bypass or something like that and might end up with that food in a bottle for a while or with other kind of products. And that's an interesting part of the journey. And, and I'm particularly excited to have a, an old friend with me today, mm-hmm. and Dr. Claire Hassler-Lewis. And Claire and I met many years ago when, Claire, you were running you know, Functional Foods for Health. We were in Chicago at the University of Illinois talking about nutrition. That's right. And who knew, several decades later, we'd have another chance to talk about nutrition and and in some respects claire i don't think it's got any more clear for most people i'm i kept thinking that back in those days we've talked about all of what it makes good nutrition and the functional foods for health Mm -hmm. i thought boy it's just going to get simpler and simpler for people but um it it hasn't and now it's getting more (laughs) confusing it's getting more confusing so let's start at the let's start at the end and then we'll move back to the beginning so today, Claire, you are CEO yeah. uh-huh. of Olivino and Olivino, Olivino Life. Life. Right. Okay. Now, now tell us what that is. What's Olivino Life? Olivino Life is a company that focuses, it's a dietary supplement company, an e-commerce-based company that makes a dietary supplement called Olivino that makes getting the health benefits of the Mediterranean diet convenient. The three key fruits in the Mediterranean diet, olives, grapes, and tomatoes. And we know, I know, most public health authorities know that the Mediterranean diet is one of the healthiest ways to eat on the planet, but most people don't eat that way. And so I thought 10 years ago when I conceived of this idea that it would be Interesting to take the three key fruits of the Mediterranean diet, olives, grapes, and tomatoes, and make it convenient for people to get those in a capsule form. And so that's what we do. Now, somewhere along the line, you decided you weren't going to be able to throw nuts and salmon. in. (laughs) That's right. right. (laughs) Yes. And so I encourage people to eat nuts and salmon. In fact, uh, nuts are one of the that's one the reason that we met Roger Lowe those yep. many years ago when you were CEO of the Almond Board of California and I had an opportunity to serve on the nutrition committee for a few years. Um, nuts is one of the mainstays of a healthy diet and I've preached that for many, many years. Walnuts, almonds, uh, and almonds in particular. So, but salmon is also incredibly important for the omega-3 content in them. And, and we still, the American Heart Association recommends that people eat fatty fish uh, three days a week. And more so if you have uh, heart risk or at high risk of heart disease. So those two important functional foods in my my mind. Well, in that period of time, Claire, people would sometimes be critical of supplements 
Mm. Because instead, especially I would say back when we were at some of the meetings of functional foods for health, mm-hmm. some people would kind of get on their high horse about, boy, you need to only do this and you need to only do that and just make sure you're getting whole foods and maybe eat them raw and, you know, and, and all of that. But uh, along the way, we've learned they just don't do it. You know, I mean, it, it, it seems like it's kind of a simple perspective early on, but to get the average person to fill their plates and the tables every day with the fresh raw vegetables and fruits that we knew were so good for you, it hasn't happened. Does that get us to the point of looking at how you can make a product like yours and have it available in a bottle that is actually supplementing what is going to be their normal habits anyway? Yeah, I think that's in fact correct. And my thinking on dietary supplements has also evolved over the years when I ran the Functional Foods for Health program at the University of Illinois back in the 90s. I also felt that supplements weren't necessarily an important part of a daily health regimen. But the fact of the matter is we still don't eat the way our government guidelines mandate back when I was running the FFH program, which we called it then, um, functional foods program, the USDA really started coming out with the five a day for better health. And that was, I think in 1990, I can't remember exactly when it was. Uh, Still, if you look at consumption patterns in every day, uh, it's clear that people still aren't consuming more than a serving or two of vegetables a day or a serving or two of fruit. And this is 30 years of the data recommending that people consume those. And so we have the data that we need to have people eat healthily, but they simply don't do it. And people are busy. They're making things convenient, I think, is really important. And My thinking has really evolved. I think taking a dietary supplement as insurance is a good idea. And that's just my philosophy. Um, And we believe that that olives is an incredibly important part of the diet. And and most people who aren't living in California like we I did and you do uh, still and have access to good olive oil and olives uh, may be lacking those important components. And so having a convenient supplement is, I think, a really positive thing to do for your health. Well, again, thinking back at how this journey has taken place of trying to get the people to focus on eating better and getting the nu- nutrition that they they need, uh, there was a point that we went, not only should they have fruit and vegetables, but then it was five a day. Yeah. And then it went to nine a day. Yeah. And then before they gave up on the so many for day, they were saying nine's even being too conservative, nine to 11. But the reality is, you're right. Most people have a hard time doing much more than one or two. I think at one point it might have been 13, um, but the average was nine. And that's just not tenable. You only have so much share of stomach. But Uh, So I think supplements do play a role, and and the data shows from several organizations that follow that, that dietary supplement use is at an all-time high. Particularly now, there's so much more focus on immune function, and um, everybody's busy, and there are so many 
demands on our time. So having access to dietary supplements that are affordable is really, really important. And, you know, I've always taken a one a day type supplement. I still do that along mm-hmm. with taking Olivino. I take omega threes because we don't eat. We live in the Pacific Northwest, but we still don't eat salmon, you know, three days a week all mm-hmm. the time. I think it's good nutritional insurance if it makes sense for you as a person, you, the general you, right? Um, and again, um, with our current focus on on preventing, we hope preventing diseases before they need to be treated, again, dietary supplements are are an important way to improve your overall health. Well, the other thing is that it seems like people had in mind when they were taking supplements that it was something that they weren't quite sure what it was. There's a whole bunch of things in the supplements that they saw. But in fact, when you're coming up with a product like you have, uh, really, you could argue it's just further processing of the food. I mean, it's agricultural it products. Yeah, and, it's and, a food extract. I mean, we right. basically provide an extract of food. So I had a very interesting question from one of my customers a few weeks ago. I said, okay, explain to me how 300 grapes, 30 olives, and three tomatoes could go into two capsules. And if you think about it, it's because most of these are what it's a lot of water content, like tomatoes, you would know this, right? Or strawberries, how much of the it's 90% water. So you take the water out and you concentrate down to those essential components, either nutrients or non nutrients that are helpful to health. And that's what you get. And so it is a food extract. It's a concentrated form of food extract. You know, in fact, there's a good chance I'll do a nod to my friends at the Tomato Products Wellness Council, because I think you could argue that even, uh, say, like the products you're having that would be extracts, it's kind of like tomato paste in a way. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's taking the water out, it's compressing it, and you're dealing That's with right. you know, very special choices to, uh, to be able to get the lycopene. Uh, because, mm-hmm. frankly, you know, even if you recognize that tomato paste has more lycopene available to it than a whole tomato, mm-hmm. people aren't going to little have a little can of of uh, tomato paste every day. You know, it's just it's just not that realistic. Or olive oil, you can keep olive oil on top of your counter all the time and cook with it and and everything else, but you're still not going to get as much as it would be helpful to have. Right. And- yeah, I was going to say grapes are another issue in, in that yeah, exactly. Um, we're getting some more reports saying it's not so good to have very much wine uh, anymore. And that's maybe somewhat arguable about how much of it is. Yeah, but that's what people that's were another, looking for something else. That is another good discussion on the wine on the wine point. But yeah, and on the olive oil point for those listening, don't keep your olive oil by your stove, whereas there's heat. Keep it in. Ah, a, right. <laughs> Make sure you buy olive oil in a dark container so right. it's not exposed to light and and make sure when you buy it, there should be a, a harvest date, ideally, and a use-by date and keep it in a cool, dry, you know, place. And uh, because those antioxidant components that are found in olives and grapes and tomatoes, exposure to light degrades them. And so their health benefits may not be as uh as healthful um if they are oxidized so let's back up again so you have a 
PhD, you have an MBA, you run the functional foods for health, you've met all of the scientists that have worked on nutrition issues, you've seen the popularity of the Mediterranean diet, and mm. you've recognized that it's not easy for everybody to follow the Mediterranean diet. So you picked out key components, they're agricultural mm -hmm. products. Mm -hmm. And you've made this mixture of uh, and and make it available, people. That's exciting. It is exciting. It's really exciting, and we're we are um, thrilled to be able to provide this benefit to people who can't or or don't adhere to a Mediterranean diet. I mean, we I was fortunate when I was at the University of California Davis, running the Robert Mondavi Institute, and that's where the idea started to be surrounded by right on the campus, olives, grapes, and tomatoes. And that's where the idea yeah. came from. Right. Wow, we have all these great commodities, but wouldn't it be convenient to have them in a form that people can easily consume them? So we are excited about the product. We have exciting plans going forward for uh, a heart health line extension, which will also have some interesting Mediterranean diet ingredients in it. And then for skin, um, you're you're a redhead. You're mm -hmm. a light skin guy. I have three brothers with red hair, and uh, sun exposure is an important issue to be aware of for those yep. who are light skinned. And a lot of people don't know that that there are things that you can consume, eat, right. either food or supplements that can protect you externally from sun, uh, from the sun, provide sort of UV protection from within. So we're, we're also going to be launching a skin health supplement that has some interesting Mediterranean diet ingredients. Also, it's, it's a such a blessing to be able to provide these kinds of, of uh, products to people and make it easy for them to have a healthier lifestyle. So when you are coming up with this idea that uh, people aren't going to be eating all of the fresh fruits and vegetables that maybe we've been saying that they, they should, um, how did you arrive at the concoction? Uh, you mm -hmm. pick, the, pick these three products and they got to be able to play well with each other and, and have some synergies and so forth. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that. Well, the reason I chose those three, first and foremost, is they were grown in the Mediterranean climate that I was living in, in Davis, California. But more important than that was the amount of published research on those particular foods. And if you look at the published literature, for decades, we've been looking at publications, research publications, it shows that olive oil consumption is healthy for you. Sure. Uh, and that tomatoes, back when the Tomato Wellness Council was first uh, formed in the 90s, there was all the excitement about tomatoes and reducing the risk of prostate cancer in men. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, red wine and the grapes that are uh, used for red wine making have so many of these antioxidant polyphenol components. So I really, it was the, the three foods that I thought that had the most research behind them that would make sense to put together. And then of course, we had to find a group that could actually formulate them, uh, source the right ingredients and put them together. And we were fortunate 
to find a group that could do that and uh, and put it in a capsule form uh, that uh, has, and this is a very important point, that has the level of those foods that have been tested in clinical trials. So this isn't just mm-hmm. something I thought, oh, I'll pull a little of this and I'll pull a little of that. The levels that are in the supplement have been clinically tested and shown to be effective. You know, one thing you run into with supplements, you can't, you don't base them on the same kind of claims that if it was a, if it was a medicine. That's correct. And and when we were learning so much about processed tomatoes and there were loads of animal studies, yes, uh, just lots and lots and lots of them that was persuasive to me that it's protective for men on prostate cancer. And the other thing that we now know more than ever is that like all men will get prostate cancer if they live long enough. That's right. Hopefully they die with it rather than from it. Uh, But you just get it. Uh, And you could see all this, but we couldn't say it, especially um, they have the they have kind of the, the clean level for cancers. Understandably, everybody would like to say, have my food and it cures cancer. And so they're very, very careful about the claim levels, but it's almost impossible to do the the level of clinical trials and and you know double blind studies and everything just make it impossible. So you have this great news, but you can't really say it. You can't make a claim on on many of these things. The supplemental side, you can almost by common sense say it's there, but you still can't claim it like it was a medicine, right? I'm probably getting too far on this so i'll let you take over no you're absolutely right and you know well from the almond board experience those kinds of things and so uh for those listeners we have health claims which are approved by the food and drug administration that link a dietary component to a health or disease related condition it's linking a health outcome to a disease and there are only very few of those that can be made and they're they're vetted very carefully by the Food and Drug Administration. In fact, I was involved with the FDA uh, on the soy protein health claim that was approved in 1997. Um, and those claims are very carefully uh, examined, and there are not that many of them. But for dietary supplements, what we can make are called structure function claims. It talks about a food ingredient and the Uh, impact it has on the structure or function of the body. So I'll give you an example. Rather than saying tomatoes reduce the risk of prostate cancer, you cannot say that right now. It's not legally uh, allowed, but you can say tomatoes may help maintain a healthy prostate. So you're still linking with prostate, but you can't say reduce the risk of, you help maintain or may support. Those kinds of statements are allowed with dietary supplements. And I'm very, very careful about what we say. Um, I was fortunate to have the opportunity to edit a global regulatory book on functional foods and and, uh, nutraceuticals uh, from foods around the world a number of years ago. And so it's something that's taken very seriously what you say on a product. And if you overstep, you are called on it by the Food and Drug Administration. So there are very clear parameters on what can be said and what can't be said. And it's important to note that even if you say it in advertising, that's considered to be 
labeling that accompanies the product. So you have to be careful about what you say in advertising. So uh, there are very um, strict rules and regulations around that. I know and, those rules too because I've been involved in helping yeah. promote products that I was. I've got a stern letter from FDA once. I got a stern letter from the U.S. Department of Agriculture. I got a stern letter from FTC, and they were all start with like Roger. Cease and desist. Too far. You better <laughs> pull back a little bit, and um, usually I did. And I'm glad they were that way. But um, but I yeah. I kind of tested all the boundaries and found out where they were. <laughs> I, I remember those days, I think. Uh, yeah, it's it's and it's a continuing evolving um, situation as well, because I know the oat health claim for um, heart disease has gone through some changes. Uh, mm-hmm. It was allowed and then they kind of pulled it back a little bit. And so it's you just have to be really careful about how you message uh, and not promise to cure everything under the the sun with what you're doing. I believe in transparency and uh, and being um, clear about what we know. And science has evolved. That's right. the right. case in point with eggs and, and saturated fat and cholesterol. That whole um, eggs are back. Or eggs are back. They have great. Components, one being choline, which is important for brain mm-hmm. function. I actually take a choline supplement mm-hmm. daily because my husband and I don't eat eggs. We ate egg whites and the mm-hmm. yolk is what has the choline in it. And, and we don't eat red meat. So, mm-hmm. you know, I believe it's important to get choline. And so we t- we supplement with choline also. Yeah. Well, one of the supplements I'm taking is for eye health. And there's oh. been some studies on that. And I do you know, as well. Yeah. You know, so you have to. So the science, to. the science is important, but it, but people need to realize that it evolves every time a paper is published. Um, you have to look at the quality of the publication. Who published it is, you know, and all of that stuff is is taken into consideration when 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 claims are made about products or should be taken into consideration. Yeah. And it's no wonder that it drives people crazy trying to figure out how to stay in front of all this, yeah. because you look at some of the eye health medications and you'd look back at that study that showed that they had everybody taking beta carotene. And if they right. were smokers, the That's cancers right. increased and they're like, Holy cow. So they had to reformulate a lot of things because they found that strange correlation between beta carotene and smoking. I remember that study so clearly when it came out because I was in New York, I believe, doing some um, work with a group with Pepsi at the time. And we were all meeting um, and somebody said there's a big study coming out about, I think it was in the Journal of the American Medical Association or the New England Journal of Medicine showing that high amounts of beta carotene in smokers actually increase lung cancer significantly. That resulted still in label statements yeah. on supplements about beware beta carotene uh yeah. if you're at risk for lung cancer so and that was 30 years ago yeah yeah but it was such a pivotal study well we keep learning and sometimes we learn things that are good news and one of them uh lately there's been uh quite a bit of of interesting things i think about olive oil i mean just when you think it can't get any better with olive oil and i was noticing on your website you talk Mm. about 
relating to inflammation, mm-hmm. prostate health, blue sugar, or blood sugar levels, cardiovascular health, blood pressure, free radicals. But I would say if you're adding something, I'm just really intrigued with how much is coming out on brain health and oh, and olive oil. It just, it just, just looks like it's morning. cascading. It's, it's unbelievable. Just this morning, I something came across the wire uh, on Alzheimer's disease and Mediterranean diet, and it no, typically links back to olive oil. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to say, if there's one thing people should seriously do with their diet, mm-hmm. it's to change their fat source. If you're butter, whatever you're in, change it to olive oil. I cook with it. I use it for everything. I make cookies with it. I make granola with it. I make cakes with it. I always use olive oil. I think it's just, it is the hallmark ingredient in the Mediterranean diet that, that differentiates it. The, the flip side of the people that are becoming much more pro olive oil, they're, they're negative on seed oil in particular. So the, well, you know, may or may not be warranted, but when seed oils, that would include what? Soybean, corn, what? Um, well, sure. Any, uh, yeah, anything that obviously comes from a seed. So there's soybean oil, there's uh, canola, which is from uh, uh, canola plants, obviously. Um, there's grape seed oil. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Um, there are, geez, you're catching me off guard a little bit here. I should know all this, but... Um, so, you know, typically using a processed product, which I, again, highly recommend people be careful with the use of ultra processed foods and look at your labels. If it lists a whole bunch of different things, you right, might want to right, think about right. not eating so many of those. Um, but it, often you'll see a food and it'll say soybean oil and or canola oil and or sunflower seed oil. And the reason they list them like that is because it's whatever is more economically uh, makes sense at the time when that food is produced and so they want to have a variety of things that they can source from but all of those would be can sunflower it was one of those seeds for example you know a few minutes ago i think i got a little rise out of you when i started mentioning the criticisms of wine um but, ha- <laughs> um, but you well, know i, I mean there could are, talk about that all day roger <laughs> i know i know and i've i've had a glass of wine with you before too and we i yes. still enjoy it but a lot of the attention has been on first of all is resveratrol and then yeah. all of the all the people that were the spoil sports were saying you'd have to drink an awful lot to be able to get the resveratrol um, yeah. so is some of the extract that you're using is it is it similar to uh resveratrol sources we do have resveratrol in our product and we will continue to have it but not at the level that would be uh so there is clinical data on the level that we're uh we have in our product and in fact we're reformulating in a few months and we'll have a new product and that will have a little bit more resveratrol but you're right the amount of resveratrol that's been used in animal studies you would have to drink a, a, more wine than you you would your liver would explode right right um but the other the reason that i'm intrigued with red wine and uh grapes in general is because of the polyphenolic compounds in the grapes they're just so interesting and they're concentrated in red grapes much higher levels than in white grapes so for all of those and i like chardonnay but i'm telling you from a heart heart, heart health perspective red wine is healthier Charlie Bamforth who used to run the brewing program at right, UCD right. would argue with me, but um, 
I think the polyphenolics from the grapes. Now, you could consume grapes. Absolutely, you could consume grapes. You could get that. Um, I prefer to have a glass of red wine and um, to get some of those in the darker Cabernet, Pinots, et cetera, for the health benefits. Right, right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And polyphenolics are something that also confuse people. I mean, just talking about polyphenols. Yeah. I mean, can resveratrol has been something that had some attention. So everybody that was just trying to shake off, you know, that, uh, well, you can't possibly drink enough enough wine to get the resveratrol, are, are ignoring any reference to the polyphenolics that, that yeah. you would be getting into a mixture like this. It's, and it's, the- really, it's really exciting. And I, and I think that... Uh, we we'll get back to like these products. So you make the concoction and if people buy the products, are they having like a, a, a spoonful? I mean, I'm showing my ignorance. I haven't tried yeah. it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. But they have a, a spoonful, a capful, or how, how is this at the daily dosage that you would be taking? Well, right now we have a two capsule serving uh, that is going to reduce to one capsule. When we get our new product and I could explain why that is, mm-hmm. but it's, not really that important. Um, but you could also break the capsule apart if you, so it's a capsule that's not as large as a fish oil capsule, but it's not as small as some other capsules. So it's kind of a medium size. And I know some of our older, um, individuals or those who have problems swallowing say that they break the capsule apart. It's a gel cap. So it comes apart and you can put that powder in, to a smoothie or put it into a beverage or sprinkle it on something. And that works too. So could you also just put it under your tongue, a sublingual, I think? No, you can't. You can't. you can't. you can't. It is a gel okay. cap. It's not a something that would dissolve like, um, you know, a gel, like a dissolvable tablet. It's not a gummy at some yeah, point. Right. So that's a hot okay. topic in the supplement arena uh, that we might consider at some point in the future. But um because I've tried that before with both resveratrol, but mainly NMN that I've uh, no. just another whole subject that I do it, you know, maybe sublingual. And so, so I'm, I'm living on the wild side too, Claire. I'm trying all these other, these other things out. And I think part of the, part of the journey that I think we all are on at, at some point is, uh, is health span. Oh, and Absolutely. And that, you know, we look to these things. We want to be as healthy as we can, as long as we can. And maybe we don't get to live forever. But uh, be nice to stay healthy until you do die, uh, rather than have to spend years and years in in firm. So it makes people look for products and look for answers and look for enhancements like you're supplying them. And I'm so glad you said that word health span, Roger, because I remember the first time I heard that at a conference, my good friend, Dr. Jeffrey Bloomberg from Tufts University, who's been on our scientific advisory board for so many years, and he's one of the world's foremost experts in antioxidant and aging. Mm. And he said this probably 30 years ago, we don't just want to increase the lifespan, we want to increase the health span. And there's irrefutable evidence that most of the diseases of aging, chronic diseases of aging that we're faced with, can be prevented by the steps that we take personally. I look at some of my uh, family members and 
a couple that are very healthy and active. I have a brother who's 76 years old and he's still a world ranked power lifter and he works out every day. And then I have other members of my family who are older and, and just don't take care of themselves and their, their health span is so different. So we want to live healthfully and the reason, and, and we can live healthfully by practicing healthy habits and that's just not diet but it's also and the older i get exercise move around you have to move there's so many things that have been shown to be beneficial cognitively biomechanically you know Mm -hmm. just walk you don't have to be a marathon runner you don't have to be a triathlete like i am you can just go out for a brisk walk with some walking sticks i've got a 87 year old neighbor down the street who walks by here every day with her walking sticks. It's astonishing. She was a marathon runner. She can't do it anymore, but she keeps active and it keeps her mentally sharp every day. You know, it's a sign that we're heading the right direction because so many of the billionaires in the world are jumping in to try to fund health span enhancements. And uh, maybe you can meet some of those folks. Maybe they've already found your product. But but when you have all the money in the world, then you start thinking about how do I stay healthy for the rest of my life? That's right. And so we're seeing these lifespan health span clinics popping up in Singapore and San Diego in Harvard, uh, was it Novato and, you know, all these guys, and they've all, I've I've listened to some of their books and some of their podcasts, but I also think it's a possibility that, that when you, again, you have all the money in the world, and you look at the fact that may not let you live forever. <laughs> and so they start prioritizing too. Yeah, that's right. But, but the things you just described, you don't have to be a billionaire. No, you to don't. be doing these things. You don't. You don't. There are simple choices that you can make every day that can improve your life and, and your health and well-being. And I, I've been preaching this since 1992 and and i will continue to preach it for the rest of my life which i hope will be many more years um so yeah that reminds me of a colleague that you'll recall too that i think at your meeting in chicago i remember jim joseph oh jim joseph he was the he the blueberry expert the blueberry expert yes He, he uh he sadly passed away I know uh, a few years ago now but I remember Jim he was so energetic but yes. he was he was putting out there an idea about the role of blueberries and brain mm-hmm. health yes that, I remember uh, that really for all of us it's held up better than almost yep. any of the other claims yeah I would uh, agree with that blueberries and, is something I highly recommend also put them in something you must there's be... an idea maybe our cut maybe our next br- we'll have a brain health line that will have blueberry extract in there you just gave I me know. a great idea roger <laughs> okay well i'm i'm on a little credit on this uh, I will, actually you will surely but, get it <laughs> if you if you mix in the salmon and the nuts don't don't give me credit i <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to disassociate myself from that I, from that idea. Well, I think it's it's really it's an interesting journey. And then just one other thing about how confusing it is out there, because when you do go online and when you look at the Twitter feeds and so forth, I would say that the people that are are promoting extremes one side or the other are more dug in than ever. And if you yeah. spend any time looking at it. 
and you're not used to reading scientific studies, that's really persuasive. They can get you off and you go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, there's the carnivore diet that's that's with the extreme on the vegan side against the extreme on the carnivore side. And you can go online, I guarantee you right now, you can yeah. find somebody and they say, I'm 65 years old and I've only eaten meat for the last 30 years and I have low blood pressure and low <laughs> cholesterol. And I, and, and, you know, and it just, it, it's gotta be, you know, it's confusing. It's, um, it's almost, uh, almost a crime, <laughs> but, but there's more and more confusing information out there for people that just it want is. to get some straight talk. I know. And it, and it's really, I, I, uh, I sympathize with that amount of information that's going out there on so many more social media channels now that are that is not properly um, evaluated. But I would say, listen to the public health authorities, listen to the centers, uh, the you know the World Health Organization, the American Heart Association of its heart health, the uh, National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute for Heart, the National Institutes of Health, the USDA that sets our U.S. dietary guidelines every five years. Yeah. And yeah. that is so well vetted. I mean, it's a five-year process. So those are the kinds of public health authorities that have the the researchers qualified to evaluate the evidence as it exists and continues to evolve and make those recommendations. Those are the kinds of authorities that we need to be listening to for the, for diabetes, the um, diabetes, American diabetes association. So there are associations for those kinds of, of um, disease specific areas that really know the literature and know what's, what's to be followed. And, uh, and I would follow those. Well, and there's some common sense that gets into this, too, because one of the things I like about your product that you've been describing is that everybody should know that tomatoes and, and, and grapes, you know, and olive oil are healthy products. And you're making a product from these products. And, you know, you don't have 100 ingredients that include the letter X or something like that. And, um, you know, those are the kinds of things people should be reassured about, too. And I'm going to give you a chance now to reassure them some more. So if we've whetted their appetite, they should look into this and know about your product. How do they find you? So they look on olivinolife.com. That's O-L-I-V as in Victor, I-N-O-L-I-F-E.com. And you'll see it pop up, the Mediterranean Diet Supplement. And uh, we are uh, uh, relatively inexpensive compared to many supplements on the on the um, market today. You can only buy it from our website. You can't buy it anywhere else. And we also have a subscription program that reduces the price, I think, to 45 cents a day, which is not much. I spent more mm -hmm. on my Starbucks coffee uh, <laughs> by a significant right. amount this morning than 45 cents a day. So try it out. Well, and they should keep an eye on the website. And if you start offering some, including blueberries and salmon and nuts, it'll be credited to Roger Wasson. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Hey, Claire, it's good catching it up with you. Thanks so much. Up with you. Thank you. Appreciate you uh, having me on. Take care. You've been listening to Farm to Table Talk with your host, Roger Wasson.